0: thursday march 30th and you're tuned into the cleveland baseball talk podcast i'm joe noga joined by paul hoins hoinsy it's opening day what's it feel like out there
1: <laughs> joe i'm still waking up man so but it's opening day so it's got to be a good day right right it's a good day all over the league uh the uh, the new rules will be
0: on display uh everybody will be talking about them uh but the guardians and the mariners are are going to be the last ones to kick it off i guess uh later on today everybody else will be uh, we'll have their games all wrapped up. Uh, 10:10 uh, Eastern Time is when the first pitch will be thrown. Uh, Luis Castillo and Shane Bieber will be on the mound. But uh, we've been waiting, uh, you know, what, five, six months for this. Let's uh, let's get going. Uh, as as far as what to expect, the Guardians made uh, made the their obvious uh, roster moves today. Uh, they got Cam Gallagher and Mabry's Valoria on the the 40 man roster. Uh, they put Um, Cody Morris on the 60 day injured list, uh, and they moved, uh, Tristan McKenzie and Sam Hentges to the 15 day, uh, injured list. So, uh, it looks like, uh, all the ducks are in a row and, and everybody's where, uh, we expected them to be at this point, uh, heading into the opener tonight.
1: Yeah, they designated for assignment right-hander uh Jason Billows, who they just, you know, just claimed be- on waivers just before camp opened. So that created another, you know, s- opening on the uh, roster spot and they called up Xavier Curry to take the, you know, that spot in the bullpen with uh with Hunter Gaddis moving into the rotation to replace uh, McKenzie who you, who you just said is injured. Now uh, they haven't released the uh the starting
0: lineup yet. But uh, I would expect against the right-hander, uh, Castillo, uh, that it'll look like uh, pretty much like it's looked throughout spring training with Juan Rosario, Ramirez at the top, uh, Bell, Naylor, and Gonzalez to follow, and then Jimenez, Zanino, and Straw. Uh, Is it, something,
1: something like that what we're expecting? Oh, yeah, Joe. I think he's been rolling that lineup out the last two or three days in spring training, so I think Terry Francona will go with that lineup. That's uh that looks, you know, like his A lineup, especially against right-handers. Uh
0: as far as what the rotation and what we're expecting there, uh we've got Bieber going tonight, uh Gaddis uh stepping in and going uh tomorrow, uh Friday night. Uh and then what's it look like beyond that?
1: Yeah, uh, Bieber, Gaddis, and you know, Aaron Savali will go Saturday and uh can uh Cal Quantrill will come back for the series finale on uh, on Sunday.
0: And uh heading into um the next series in Oakland, uh do do we know who's who's lined up to to pitch the opener out there?
1: Yeah, yeah, zach Plesac is uh you right. know that he'll pitch a uh, game 1, you know, he he stayed behind in Goodyear <clears throat> after the Guardians uh, broke camp and uh to throw a, a minor league game yesterday. And I, I'm sure he'll be joining the team today before uh, tonight's game. So we'll have to check out how he did. But uh, he was—I'm sure he was going to throw 70, 75 pitches, and uh, you know, just get stretched out and get in a good spot to uh, face the A's. Uh,
0: not the only—the uh, roster moves. Uh, not the only news uh, coming out of Guardians camp. Uh today as they officially announced the extension for Andres Jimenez that we had talked about earlier in the week. Uh and they announced uh Trevor Stefan as well had signed uh, a four-year uh extension uh as the uh setup man uh reliever. He goes from a, a rule five draft pick to a guy with a contract. Uh pretty big news for for Trevor Stefan.
1: Yeah, big news for Trevor Steffen. good for him. Four year deal, Joe, worth ten million bucks. Uh, he's got two club options on there uh from that, that are worth seven point two five million and uh seven point five million. They can, you know, go up uh, according to uh you know the incentives he earns. Uh, you know, it's so that's a nice payday for this guy. And uh, you know, Trevor had a had a good year last year. he kind of stepped out of, of his rule five shadow, you know, led the led the bullpen with strikeouts. I think he was second in appearances you know he's he's a 6'5 225 pound right-hander big durable uh you know setup guy so uh you know it 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 was uh you know an interesting sign for uh, an interesting extension for for Cleveland you know you don't think of uh relievers getting uh you know this this th- those long t- uh, contracts especially setup guys yeah and we talked to Chris Antonetti and he said you know starting
0: with Emmanuel Classe's uh deal last year that they've sort of shifted their their philosophy on that kind of uh you know looking at relievers and and the, the way they structure their bullpen and and you know want to hand out contracts in that way uh so maybe maybe there are other
1: guys that can line up behind Stephen and and uh get a payday that way yeah you know you'll, i think of Sam Hendricks you know who unfortunately you know was injured early in camp but he looks like the same kind of guy to me over f- only from the left side, Joe, and he's a little bigger than Stefan, you know, so yeah. you know he's like six six like two forty two fifty you know he's he's a monster, so uh you know he could uh you know if he stays healthy and he pitches like he did last year, I would think he'd be in line for a deal like that as as well and you know we were talking we we were I was trying to remember. Who was the last <clears throat> uh, setup guy that may have signed, uh, you know, a multi-year deal? And Bart Swain, uh, the PR guy, said, "What about Dan Otero?" And Otero mm-hmm. did, you know, a few years ago, he signed a two-year deal.
0: Yeah, he signed a two-year deal, and there were options on it as well. And 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 he was uh, he was pretty effective for a, a, a stretch there, but uh, Otero kept running into uh, injury issues, and and you know, uh, there was uh, a stretch there at the end where he, he just wasn't on the field as much. So, uh, again, uh, this is, this is a good thing. They, they've got some, some cost certainty with some of these guys. They, they know, uh, you know, at this time last year, they didn't really have any money on the books besides Jose Ramirez's contract. And now they've got, you know, three, four five guys, uh, all lined up and, you know, in the fold for the next few years, they're starting to, to take shape as a, as a core for this group. Uh, sort of heading into this next era of of Cleveland baseball, hopefully
1: a championship era. Yeah, Joe, and you know, uh Jimenez's deal, you know, is is impressive. You know, he uh, he starts this year with a 4 million dollar signing bonus, 1 million in salary, then it, you know, goes 5 million, 10 million, 15 million, 23 million, 23 million, 23 million in uh, 2009 and the uh, club option in 2030. Is can be worth between 23 and 24 million. So depending on you know the incentives he earns. So you know that's a that's a nice contract for Jimenez and a big commitment for the ball club.
0: Yeah, and and Antonetti spoke about how you know they they recognize him as one of the not just uh, what he did at the plate last year, but as a a two way player, as a one of the premier two way players in the American League last season, finishing sixth in the uh, AL MVP voting. That's uh, you know they're they they've evaluated him based on uh, what he's
1: given them the last two seasons and and they like what they see. Yeah, and and I think you know they think his talent will shine even more defensively. You know, with uh, the shift restrictions, they thought that was you know advantage for him last year because because of his range at second base. And now you know we'll we'll get to see it you know even on a you know a wider scale so you know so to speak. I just wonder if the length
0: of this contract is, is any indication or, or anything like that, that 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 second base might not be his permanent home on this roster uh, and, and just his ability to play at shortstop uh, that he demonstrated with the, the Venezuelan team in the World Baseball Classic. Uh, I, I think at some point you're going to see him playing
1: at shortstop for the Guardians. Yeah, I think that's, you know, they planted that seed. We saw him, you know, make some great plays for Venezuela. And uh you know we, and he was the opening day shortstop two years ago, Joey, and now he's more of the complete package because he's added the offensive side to his game uh as far as
0: the the rest of the roster lines up uh you know who's who's next uh, standing in line waiting to get that uh that that same treatment? I know Antonetti said that this contract negotiation with Jimenez was a, a little more complicated that there were uh you know a lot of structures that they they sort of went through. And, and, test it out. Um, you know, that has to do with the, the kind of season he had last year uh, based on that uh, I, I would imagine uh, any sort of negotiation with a, a Stephen Kwan would, would be equally arduous. And, and uh, you know, uh, I, I'm sure that the, the, the player's side is is asking for, you know, a, a whole lot there, but uh, you know, what do you think of the, just the ability of the, the club to get something done uh, you know, anytime relatively soon with, with Steven Kwan?
1: Well, I think he'd probably be on the on deck circle, Joe. I think, uh, you know, obviously they 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 talked to him this this winter. This I mean, in spring training, his agents and he. Um, I'm not sure where the talks are, or you know, usually they stop talking after opening day. Now, I, I don't know if they'll make an exception for that, or or they'll just wait until the end of this season. But uh, I would think you know that you know the quan is what this is will be a second year in the big leagues you know uh Stefan didn't sign his extension till he had two years in the big leagues um you know uh, same with uh Jimenez so maybe you know they'll just wait uh at, till the end of this season when uh, you know they get a you know better read on quan you know what kind of player he is and then maybe uh you know they'll 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 bring these uh extension talks up again.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it, This is a good time uh, for that for that to happen. But once the the season kicks in, I know that they they like to focus what's with focus on what's going on in the field there. Uh, all right, what's the what's the vibe out there in in Seattle right now? I, you know, they had a workout yesterday. Uh, are, are they are they loose? Are they ready? What's the the feeling from the club in general uh, as we're getting ready
1: to open up the season? I think they're excited, Joe. I think they're you know they're glad to get out of uh, Arizona after, you know, 6 7 weeks there. Uh nothing against Arizona, but I think, you know, that 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 routine of spring training now it's for real. You know, Trisha McKenzie was talking about the plane ride and mm-hmm. uh the bus ride to the, you know, to the hotel and then to the ballpark. He said, you know, the vibe was really good. Guys are energized about uh starting the season and uh, the Mariners, Joe, their workout It wasn't just a workout. It wasn't just an off day workout. They had a home run derby contest. They had fans in the stands. It sounded like uh, the All Star break. I mean, they were having competition, skill competitions. You know, they had an announcer. You know, saying back, 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 way back. You know, with the home run calls, it was, it was interesting.
0: Well, good. Let them get all their swings out. You know, wear, wear their arms out with the home run derby. Get all tired so that they can't hit any uh, for the next four days, and then uh, the Guardians will get out of there
1: without having any damage done, right? Yeah, I'm sitting there thinking. I mean, what if one of these guys blows out in the before the season opens by trying to hit one five miles? It was, it was. That's I haven't seen that before.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting approach to the start of the season. Uh, so we started the season. Uh, we, uh, you and I both. Uh, published on cleveland.com our um, predictions for the season Uh, i'd like to to take a a second and just roll right through those if uh if you don't mind uh the uh the predictions that we put out there for uh division winners and the playoffs uh, as well as awards let's start with the um the awards predictions uh in the um in the american league let's start there with uh let's see The postseason awards, uh, you had um, MVP award going to Shohei Ohtani for the Angels and in the National League, Trey Turner for the Phillies. Uh,
1: Why were those your picks? Yeah, Ohtani just, you know, he kind of is in a class. Excuse me. He's in a class by himself, Joe. Pitcher, hitter. I think he could probably, as long as he keeps producing at this level, he could win that award every year. And at Trey Turner, I'm really excited to see what he does with Philly on in that big, you know, with the, after signing that what eleven year deal, I mean the guy hits five home runs in the WBC. He can run, uh, you know, he can run. He, he's a, he's a good defender. I think he's he's primed for uh, a big year in the with the Phillies. You know, they made it to the uh, to the World Series last year. I think he's going to fit in nice there.
0: So I had Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners winning the. Uh MVP in the American league and Juan Soto of the Padres winning the MVP in the national league. Uh, I just think Soto with what he brings to the plate, his command of the strike zone uh, unmatched in the, in the national league right now. Uh, And uh, he's poised for a a big bounce back year after, after a bit of a down season last year, Uh, Rodriguez, uh, I think everybody likes this kid. I think uh, he can really do no wrong. And it, it was more of a, uh, a, a voting angle. I think he, he could he could really uh, just capture something out there in Seattle and uh, get a, a lot of support uh, for an MVP um, you know season, uh, especially if he starts hot against the Guardians, which is uh, you know I don't think anybody wants to see that happen uh, this week. Uh, in the Cy Young uh, award race, uh, I picked uh, Jacob Degrom for the Rangers uh, in the American League and Zach Gallen of the diamondbacks uh, in the national league. Uh, you had Framber Valdez of the Astros and Corbin Burns of the Brewers uh, in the American and national leagues. Uh, Why do you think uh, uh, Valdez uh, gets the nod in the, uh, the American league?
1: I just love the way he pitches, Joe. He's durable. He's out there every day. He had a great year last year. Probably. I think he probably gets overlooked a little bit because that Houston team is so good, but uh I think he really makes him go. Do you think uh do you think Burns wins the, the the NL Cy Young with the Brewers or is it with another team? Oh, that's a good point. I was thinking, you know, Burns might have that uh fire inside, right? Didn't he lose arbitration or they beat him in arbitration?
0: Oh <laughs> he, said, he he does not want to be in, in Milwaukee. I, I, I predict that he will not be pitching for the Brewers <laughs> by the end of the year.
1: So I think uh, that's gonna motivate him.
0: Yeah, as far as uh DeGrom's the the best pitcher in baseball when he's healthy. So if he's healthy this year, uh I think he wins it uh, for the Rangers. And and I I've liked what I've seen with Zach Gallen the few times that I've I've seen him pitch. Uh I think he can just uh, you know, put up the numbers that would uh it, getting wins is going to be tough, but again, we've seen the shift away from, you know, wins being important for a pitcher winning a Cy Young. Uh as far as Rookie of the Year voting uh goes, uh, in the uh, National League, what do we have here? Your, your, the American League. Your pick is Gunnar Henderson from the Orioles, uh, and the National League uh, right-hander Kodai Senga for the Mets. Uh, I, I'll tell you what. I, I, I'm jealous that you made that pick of uh, Gunnar Henderson. I think you've, uh, you got the one uh, right there as the winner. Uh, I liked what I saw of him
1: last year when he came to town with the Orioles late in the season. Yeah, that's that's what I was basing that pick on. Joe, uh, you know, I really like he Can run, he can play second, he can play sh- I mean, he can play short, he can play third. He's got some pop. You know, he's got a little swag to him too, you know. I remember him with the hair, you know, the helmet would fly off. He had the long hair going, you know, he kind of, you know, he had a, a little uh, he looked uh, confident for a, for a kid just up for the first time. So, yeah, I was going with uh going with uh, gunner and uh, you know, I I don't know too much about uh you know uh uh the Mets pitcher but I just figure you know he's coming over from Japan uh you know should have an edge there and he's fitting into a great rotation he won't have to be the number one guy in that so he should be able to uh flourish there
0: yeah it could be interesting uh year for Senga. I picked uh I went with the sexy pick for the Yankees uh Anthony Volpe as the uh uh the AO rookie of the year because of course they're they're going to give it to a Yankees uh rookie who's any any yankee's rookie who can hit his own weight uh, by the end of the year is going <laughs> to get considered for Nash uh, for American League rookie of the year. Uh my pick for uh NL rookie of the year is Corbin Carroll uh of the Diamondbacks. Uh I just think uh you know he's a guy that you want to talk about speed. Uh he's the fastest player in Major League Baseball uh, and, and you know there's a, a chance that
1: uh, he could lead the league in, in steals this year. Yeah, Joe. we we saw him over the last two games in uh spring training he looked really good when when uh you know cleveland was playing arizona uh
0: manager of the year uh my picks were bruce Bochi of the rangers and bob melvin of the padres uh your picks for manager of the year were uh dusty baker of the astros and bob melvin of the padres uh so we're both agreed on bob melvin uh and uh, you think they're going to give it to Dusty? Uh, I, I mean, Dusty's won his World Series now. Dusty has nothing left to prove, huh?
1: That's right. But you know, I, I always, I always think the guy with one of the the manager that has the best team often gets overlooked for this for this award. You know, it always goes to a team, you know, or, or a younger manager that kind of lifted a team from you know a bad finish the year before to you know a big improvement in wins. But I think, you know, managing a, a contender, a team that's supposed to win, you know, that has the expectations on it, you know, that, that can be difficult as as well. I think Mike Hargrove went through that in Cleveland when he had those great teams in the 90s.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, all right. Really quickly, uh, we'll go through our picks for the division winners and the postseason uh, in the American League. You picked uh, the Yankees, Guardians and Astros to win their divisions you pick the blue jays twins and mariners uh to qualify for the playoffs as wild cards uh what you know what was your your, your reasoning in terms of I, I think all three of those uh, division winners are 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 probably the the favorites right now uh for everybody uh, as far as the the
1: wild cards blue jays twins and mariners what was your your thinking there well, I just think the Blue Jays are due, Joe. I think they they could very well win that division, but I think they're due. I think they're due to to get into the wild card and make it and make a a run. You know, they got knocked out early by Seattle last year. Uh, you know, this is a good team. They they've added to it the last two years. I think they're dangerous.
0: Yeah, I had the uh, the same division winners: Yankees, Guardians, and Astros, and uh, I had the same uh, uh, wild card winners. Uh, In terms of the Blue Jays, Twins and Mariners, I I don't think that the uh, the White Sox are going to be able to pull it together and and make a a playoff run. Uh, As far as the National League goes, uh, your picks for the divisions were the Mets, Cardinals and Dodgers uh, with the Braves, Phillies and Padres all getting wild cards. My picks were the Phillies, Cardinals and Padres winning uh, their divisions with the Mets, Braves and Dodgers getting wild cards. Uh, so we're a little different there. I, I think the, uh, the Padres get past the Dodgers. Uh, I just think they have too much. And uh, really, the, uh, the, the key for the Padres is going to be Josh Hader in the bullpen. I think uh, he, he makes their, their pitching staff uh, that much better. And, um, you know, I, I think the, the Dodgers have, have, uh, have, have lost a little bit uh, in terms of uh, their pitching. Uh, obviously they, they, they still spend a lot of money, but, I uh I don't think the uh the Dodgers or the Mets with their their big payrolls are are going to get uh get to their the tops of their divisions.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, Joe. Uh you know, the Padres are loaded. Uh you know, they're a dangerous team, but I there's something about that team that 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 it, I don't know, it doesn't work for me. So, uh, you know, we'll see, but they, they they certainly have a lineup that is ready to win. You know, as as uh, Francona says, is is built for October. I like the Dodgers just because all they do is win. Joe, they won 106 games two years ago. They won 111 games this past season. You know, the postseason sometimes doesn't go so well for them, but that's that's juggernaut, man. That's that's a that's a tough team to beat. All right, Hoynes's uh, postseason. Uh,
0: he has the Astros winning the ALCS and the Mets winning the NLCS. And then he has the Astros over the Mets in the World Series. Uh, I had the Astros over the Yankees in the ALCS, the Padres over the Mets in the NLCS, with the Padres beating the Astros in seven uh, to win the World Series. Uh, that's my, my pick. Uh, it was, uh, I, I believe it was 2018 when I picked the, uh, the Nationals. And I picked the the postseason to work out uh, exactly the right way. So I haven't I haven't had that much success uh, since then. Uh, looking to see if
1: my Padres will come through as the pick this year. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's certainly uh, there's certainly. Prying for that, Joe, you know, if Tatis can come back, you know, i mean, always going to miss the season opener because, you know, he's still serving out his PED suspension. But I think he's a key player there. And, you know, they've kind of he's not even the, the starting shortstop anymore. They kind of shuffle him off to the outfield. So that's how much talent they have.
0: Yeah, they uh, they went in a different direction, getting Xander Bogarts and, and spending an insane uh, amount of money uh as far as the guardians final record goes and this is what we'll wrap up on here um uh, you have the uh the guardians pegged for for how many wins this season
1: i had them at, at 88 for 88 wins joe i thought you know i was, you know i think they could you know they could reach 90 again but i think you know with the change in the schedule you know they're not playing as many games in the division i think that you know that's going to cut a few wins off their uh, total
0: yeah, I had them for 90 and 72, uh, and uh, a second straight Central Division championship. But I don't think it's going to be by uh, 11 games over the uh, the White Sox like it was last year, where they just sort of got to September and ran away with the division. I, I don't see that happening again this year. Uh, I think it's going to be a hard-fought uh, division race down uh, down the end against the Twins. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I think both of us have uh, have picked uh, the Guardians to. To, to win their division, and it's always always goes a little uh, smoother when when we pick the guardians to win the division instead of uh picking them for third or fourth place like we did last year
1: yeah joe i, mean, I haven't heard the end of that I'm still you know getting the champagne out of my air for, uh, you know, saying that nobody could t- touch the White Sox last year in the AL Central. So, uh, so we'll see, but you know, I, I I'm, I'm like, uh, when I, when I usually say the Guardians are going to do well, <laughs> they don't do well. So I'm a little, I'm a little bit and in between here, but I think they're, they're the team to beat in the yeah, division.
0: Yeah. Nobody from the club wants to, wants to talk to you in the hallways now because of, uh, because you picked them already. And it's, uh, uh, it, it it sets them up for for later on. All right, Hoenzi, that's going to wrap up today's uh, edition of the, the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll be back again to talk uh, on Friday morning uh, to wrap up the week here uh, after the the season opener. Uh, we'll check in with you then from Seattle. All right,
1: Joe.